Welcome to Estimates, the official, unofficial, official Booster Club podcast of the U.S. Census. We bring you the numbers behind the numbers, the back of the napkin methodology you can only get from the professionals. I'm your host and aspiring enumerator, Joseph Eden Hawthorne. And today, our panel has been wiped out. Hamilton, Mavi, Tej are all on enumeration hiatus. That's right. They're out in the field this week. So we've brought in the legal department representative, Patrick Ho, to give us the inside scoop. Patrick, you want to introduce yourself and uh, what you do at the census? Hi, I, my name is Patrick Ho. I'm the official TV and movie census bureau member. Um, I specialize in film, television, and all sorts of media. And I make sure that those numbers are correct. We can't trust in private companies like Nielsen to give us our um, good numbers, but that's why I'm here. Thank you, Patrick. And is it correct to say that you've uh, gone full Hollywood on us? I have numerous uh, film deals in the work. I've recently spoke to Scott Rudin about possibly doing something for him. I don't want to brag. And I may be doing some more stuff for Quibi. So maybe, oh. a, maybe a quick bite here and there. <laughs> a Quibi Department of Commerce uh, team up. I didn't know that was possibly in the works. And, you know, I really have to thank you for your your great work getting the inspectors off the ground, you know. Without the, the legal department, uh, the hit CBS morning show on Saturdays, the inspectors never would have made it to fruition. So, so thank you again, Patrick, for joining us. We're going to get into some great questions today. But before we do that, we want to review some old numbers. So I'm going to leave some of the juicy stuff um, that I know our normal panel will want to go over. But this week, um, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, Mavi asked a, a very poignant question when it comes to the census, something that's near and dear to our hearts. How many people are there at this exact moment? And by that, he meant on August 16th, the uh, 4.58. And I can report that, uh, you know, to review, we had ranges between 7,800,000 and 800 uh, million. Sorry, no, <laughs> 7 billion, seven, only 7 million people, 7 billion people uh, in, in 800,000. We had uh, just over 8 billion people, and then we had someone just going a little bit over the 8 billion mark um, just to, to beat them out. And, you know, there was a whole scramble to get the right number. The correct number of people on August 16th was 7 billion, not million, 7 billion, Seven hundred sixty-two million four hundred twenty-six thousand and nine hundred and thirteen people. So you can lock that in for all of you viewers at home. That was the number of people then, and it's probably gone up by now. Although you know this is just the census, we can only have estimates. But yes. Patrick, I want to turn around here, and a long time ago, one could say, you know, if we're talking about movies in a galaxy far, far away, uh, we were asked. Uh, Back to the Future. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Three. Um, the Cowboy one. But we were... Uh, the, was that your favorite? Oh, I'm big Back to the Future. I'm a big fan of the third movie of most um, franchises. Um, oh, really? Rise of the Machines, Terminator 3. Amazing. Of course. Um, Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon? Was that three? Um, excuse me. It's Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Not Dark Side. <laughs> Poorly translated. <laughs> um, well, that's, I mean, you know, I, I do appreciate um, 
someone being a, a threequel fan. Um, oh, normally, um, I, I, or as I like to call, um, of course, um, Alvin Chipmunks, not the Squeakquel, but Road Chip, favorite one of the Alvin Chipmunks franchise. Is that still with um, what's his name? My name is Earl. Is he still uh, in that? Jason Lee. Yes. Jason Lee. Yeah. Uh, former professional. Skateboarder. Player? skateboarder skateboarder skate wow i really don't know anything about jason lee <laughs> oh if you want um, more jason lee facts i'm your man here in the census <laughs> how many estimate how many jason lee facts are there surprisingly um, okay. 568 official number yeah, all right I, oh okay. well yeah i mean we are the census um we know everything about everyone um so moving right along we had a question from weeks ago now, but as you know at the census, we never let a good question go to waste. And we were asking how the streaming and popularity of Super Troopers was affected either in a rise or decline after the late spring Black Lives Matter protests, the protests basically in the wake of the George Floyd murder. Um, and then we also had an ancillary question about if the Bad Boys franchise, particularly Bad Boys, Two, not three, two was affected. Um, and Patrick, you have some numbers about the general trend in cop movies uh, post-George George Floyd uh, protests. Do you want to share a little bit of that? Yes. Now, I went off the deep end with this. And because, once again, you cannot trust private companies like Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime. They don't like numbers. All they care about is tricking VCs to give them more funding. So they don't want to give any real numbers out there. So it's generally pretty hard. But I can say this. In the top 10 of Netflix Daily Top 10, no cop movie except for Patriot's Day appeared on it from the last week of May. So Patriot's wow. Day. which Up until today in August? Up until today in August, there was no wow. what I would deem a cop movie appear on their list until Patriot's Day in the last week of July. And that's because Patriot's Day came onto Netflix at that time oh. as a new movie. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because that's when Patriot's Day was, but I guess Patriot's Day is in the early spring? I think it's in the early spring. I distinctly remember when that day happened. It was yeah. very sad. Okay, well, there's a, so there's a reason. Um, would you consider Spencer Confidential to be a uh, cop movie? Oh, well, but Spencer Confidential, of course, came out in March. Yeah, well, but perhaps there was, a, of course, but perhaps there was a rise in the, 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 the summer viewing of Spencer Confidential, as no. I did watching Spencer Confidential just a week ago. Directed by Peter Berg, who also directed Patriot's Day. Oh, that really, I love when a plan comes together. Yes, but it seems like the top 10 was solidly um, film and media like The Floor is Lava, Fuller House. And that Polish sex movie that was TikTok famous. I can't remember. I think what? it's called 365 okay. Days. Of summer? No, it's just uh, 365 Days. But Interesting. So, so are you, you're seeing a lot of movies that are uh, more like comedy and escapism? Yeah. So I think generally what makes it on the Netflix top 10 is uh, newer things that just gets onto the platform or things that they get like to push such as Netflix originals like The Floor is Lava or Fuller House or Selling Sunset. Um, of course, what made the news was that for about two weeks, The Help was on the Netflix top 10. And 
And that became a whole to-do of, because as you remember, the streaming platforms were doing their initiatives of putting out um, Black-made media or uh, media about um, civil rights for free for people who were not subscribers to their websites. And people made a whole to-do about the fact that the help seemed to be the one that was actually trending and not something like Selma or um, the 13th, the Ava DuVernay prison documentary. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Um, that is really interesting, although we can confirm that The Help is also not a cop movie. It is not a cop movie. I'm sorry. Okay. I, <laughs> but We just want to, for, for anyone that has, is not familiar with that movie. It is not a cop movie, but, uh, but I thought it was related to the George Floyd protest, so I thought it was interesting right. to bring that up. Now, of course, looking into... I also started looking into non-streaming things because just those numbers are just generally more readily available to see. But it seems like on TV, regular, um, this week, we had NCIS make it into the top five. And we're talking reruns. We don't have new episodes of NCIS happening. We also have the show FBI, you know, everyone's favorite show, FBI, making it into the top ten. And um, I think that's about it for cop shows on television. That is interesting, um, you know, because, of course, NCIS is almost in, its, in a universe onto itself. First of all, for the high quality and uh, the back and forth comedy as a kind of escapism. Yes. But also that it toes the line between law enforcement and um, military. Yes, because, as you know, NCIS is, stands for... Naval Crime Scene Investigators? Is Investigation Special Guys? Specialists? Special <laughs> um, support staff. And, you know, everyone always forgets their spinoff of JAG. What's the spinoff of JAG? NCIS. Oh, wait, that is a spinoff of JAG? Yeah, it was a spinoff of JAG. It has ran for Holy many more seasons cow. than JAG. Wait, is anyone from JAG? Is the main character from JAG in NCIS? I think the... So, I think... I think... Um, who is the main character? I don't... I've never seen this show. I'm too busy counting numbers. Um, <laughs> that is fascinating. I'm pretty sure he, uh, he and that... It, the ponytail girl, right? Who... Zeba. I think she was on... Zeba. She made an appearance on JAG before. Wow. That really... That's going to take me down a real wormhole. Okay, but so, um, you know, to, to conclude or to summarize, um, streaming for pretty much the entire sp end of spring and summer has been dominated by comedy and escapism. Um, the only thing to be a cop movie and move into the top 10 in Netflix was Patriot's Day. And um, the only things recently to become popular on TV broadcast are FBI and the JAG sequel. Um, it is interesting that it sounds like on TV, though, cop movies are, cop TV shows, rather, are still more readily popular. You know, Patriot's Day is just one movie, but these are shows that have longer staying power. Yeah. Do you think that... Oh, sorry, you please continue. <laughs> do you think that um, that has anything to do with maybe a, a broadcast... Uh, Audience may be a little bit older, more conservative than uh, these young whippersnappers on streaming. I, I do think that, especially because just looking at the general trends of what's been on forever, we have stuff like Blue Bloods, 
um, Chicago PD, the whole Chicago series, Chicago PD, Chicago Med, the Chicago verse, Fire. Yes, um, they've been on. They've they're still readily popular. Um, Blue Bloods is past its tenth season. Um, although we did see after the George Floyd protest, we saw things like Cops and Live PD get canceled for the first time. But Cops were, was on since the late eighties. Oh, Live PD was canceled. Live PD was canceled by A and E. Wow, that's the same very time interesting. As cops. Yeah. Wow. I. You know. Uh, the census. We really. We. We stay. Stay away from law enforcement. So I wasn't even aware that uh, cops was canceled. That's probably a that's the biggest civil rights win since like uh, you know the March on Selma. Yes, very much so. And it's yeah. Speaking of movies, I feel like the cops discourse was happening last year and it took a whole year for it to finally get canceled yeah well you know it's like um what are the the redskins uh discourse took about 50 years but uh you know it was the, the long-term investment mm-hmm. in uh canceling the the washington name um but, but okay i do think so there's generally a conservative bent towards tv and to maybe more traditional media um because I was looking at some traditional media numbers, such as um, DVDs and home video as well. I don't know if you want me to delve into that. Oh, please do. Yeah, I didn't know you had more. Go ahead. Oh, yes. So um, what's interesting that I found, because like generally what's in the top, uh, what's in the top five of um, DVD and Blu-ray sales are what's new. So we have stuff like Trolls, World Tour, and um, Onward, the Pixar movie. And Bad Boys for Life, of course. But I, I don't know if that's generally due to the protest itself. I think that's a little bit more due to just it being a new release. But um, something readily in the top, um, it started at number 12 on May 31st, which is my arbitrary number of counting. And, it, and, and just this week, it's number six, going as high as number three, was Top Gun. It, movie from the 80s i don't know why it was it was so high in the in the home media sales but also on june 14th and june 21st number two was gone with the wind and oh very interesting and then number 16 next week so it was number two on june 16th when it sold nine ninety three thousand three hundred ninety one dvds and blu-rays and I think that had a lot to do with the fact that HBO Max decided to take it off their streaming service to add a little um, disclaimer or discussion in the beginning of the movie. So a lot of people decided to go out and buy Gone with the Wind. And I'm sure open it. Without a disclaimer. It. Without a disclaimer, but with sweet, sweet special features. <laughs> that, is a, that is a really strong stance to take because, you know, having seen clips of Gone with the Wind, it is truly unbearable to watch in uh, the 2020. So to buy it really symbolizes, um, you know, that you want to waste some space in your house with um, with that that DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, ninety three thousand one week and then forty thousand the next week. So that's, we a, that's to... a huge amount of hard copies. Yeah, of Gone with the Wind, a four that a four hour movie afloat. that I'm sure everyone will watch. That they oh my god. My grandma tried to pawn it off to me because she was like, oh, you know, I really realize it's not a very good movie. Maybe you should watch it for historical, like, <laughs> record. Um, um, but, yeah, I, don't, I only count the numbers. I don't watch any media. 
<laughs> but yeah, the, thank you, Patrick, for not um you know having a conflict of interest. But that br- basically sums up a interesting point, which is that we thought any advertising is is in a way good advertising for getting more content out there. But it seems to be that there's a stark difference between um what is probably a younger streaming audience and an older, more conservative, hard copy or mm-hmm. um traditional media, like you said before. So this is yes. definitely getting us in the right direction to our ultimate question of where Super Troopers falls. Yeah, because especially Super Troopers, we have a little bit more of a, um, what word? It's like kind of like, it kind of appeals more to kind of like the stoner comedy demographic. So I don't know how traditional conservative Blue Lives Matter type group would would care for Super Troopers, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that is the question. Um, we're going to go now, we're going to go now to a short commercial break to remind you about the importance of the census. We'll be back in a moment. You have anything you want to say during the commercial break, Patrick? No. Do you have anything you want to say? No, I'll just take a sip of water. <laughs> the mule was also high up for some reason. I don't know why. Which was the mule? The Clint Wait, Eastwood the... Um, drug smuggling movie from... Oh, to... whenever I hear that movie, I think it's like a Clint Eastwood, like, Asimov um, movie. As a what? You know, you know the Isaac Asimov um, book series Foundation. Uh, no, I don't. I do know who Isaac Asimov is, but it's 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 very good. Um, but it's like, I mean, it kind of tracks like the rise and fall of like an intergalactic civilization. Um, but in a much more compact way than you would expect. Um, and there's a big villain in it called the Mule. Um, so that's <laughs> neither here nor there. That's just a, made me think of that. Okay. We're back from our commercial break. I hope that you've been inspired to count yourself, to be counted, to get people counting, and to, in general, play with numbers. Now, we're moving on to our questions. Patrick, do you want to start or should I? I think you should start. Okay. Speaking of the government, of, um, you know, uh, being kind of inside baseball conversation, give me a location. Give me a place. It can be a state, a country, like uh, the whole country, whatever you want. Yeah, I, 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 I was thinking Maine. Okay, yeah, you know, I was. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say on the air. Um, I was not in Maine. Uh, moving on from that, uh, how many, <laughs> how many government seals, like emblems, icon, iconography, are there in the state of Maine government? So you know, if the governor has a seal, that's one. If um. The state cap, the state senate has a seal. That's two. If the Department of Commerce, uh, state census has a seal, that's three. On and on. Uh, the, how many emblems, the like, are there in the main state government? Hmm. I, I don't know. Sixty-eight just hits me. Why do you say that? I. So when I think of Maine. I think of a general, like a nice New England state filled with lobsters and crabs. And for that... Definitely and, a crab department. Yeah, so we have the crab department. We have, you know, general That's one. fishery. <laughs> That's two. <laughs> general fishery. We have, of course, the rolls department. And... Mm, um, yes. So, um... 
Yeah, just thinking about all those things and the num the number of lighthouses that are probably there, and I'm sure each lighthouse Ooh, must have yeah. its own government seal. Oh, that's a good. Oh, then I'd go much more than than sixty eight. But that's that's you. <laughs> that's your number. Well, you I know, mean, Maine well, has the biggest coastline in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. And how many lighthouses do you think is in Maine? Hundreds. You think hundreds? <laughs> okay, a hundred. <laughs> one oh one hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll say one hundred. Okay. Oh, I guess if every lighthouse has its own seal, because of course every lighthouse does. <laughs> is that a common lighthouse fact? I'm pretty sure I got that from Chicago Lighthouse. Okay. All right. So are you then you moving up to 168? What's I think I may now? move up to 168 now. Okay. We have to put aside all the lighthouses to the one side, and then there's the crab one, the the fishing one. There's definitely. I mean, there's definitely a department of like uh, uh, agriculture um, and interior. And then inside of that, there's a, a fishing one for sure, if not multiple. You know, there's probably a, a lobster department. Yes. Um, of course, like I said, the main, uh, the the governor, and then the like lieutenant governor probably each have their own seal. Um, yeah, but it's your answer. You you tell me. You know, where should we stop? I I I think every seal that we can find on a government entity, including, of course, the state singer of Maine seal, um, should be counted. Do you know that Seal is from Maine? Seal or is, is that the not official? from Maine, but he has a um, vacation residence. Oh, well, then he probably... Yeah, okay, then I guess that does count. <laughs> he is a, an a emblem onto himself. A seasonal resident of Maine. Well, so, okay, so I'm going to lock your answer in at 168? Yes, please do. Okay. Because my thought process here... Um, I I have to be honest. I'm a little bit more of a lighthouse skeptic than you. I, I'm not sure every lighthouse has its own <laughs> seal. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on in Maine. But Maine is also a very um, undensely populated state. It only has it has less than one and a half million people. Um, so I'm not really sure what the proportion is. Uh, you know, I'm sure it exists between uh, persons and and emblem seals. And in, in fact, it may be an inverse relationship. The less people you have. The more seals you have, because everyone has their own thing to do. Yeah. Um, more townships, but maybe? I, oh, that is a great... They, you know, if we're talking about New England, there's a lot of, like, small towns. Wow. That, yeah. Incorporate and incorporated. And, but, of course, these have to be, these, these have to be government, right? Yes. Um, so they can be towns, but they can't be, like, farms. Um, yeah. Unless they're public farms. Um, there's, there's, oh, you know, there's a few big state parks in Maine. Um, and Maine, Mainers are very proud of their parks. Mm -hmm. um, now, a question. Do we count federal property with, a, with an emblem in Maine as a government seal? I would say we probably do. I would say I would. As you know, I have a very liberal definition of seal. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've, uh, I've surmised. Um, but so, okay. So we're saying every unique emblem in the state of Maine, um, every unique government emblem in the state of Maine. So it's not like, you know, it, the the emblem of the FBI the, for the FBI office in Portland, Maine, does not count because no. that's just the FBI's emblem. And that's federal, but, so we're not counting. Federal. Well, but like you know, national park, uh, like Acadia National Park, is only in Maine, yeah. but it is federal. Would you yeah. would you count that? 
I, I, you would? I feel like if we could, I feel like for the purposes of this, I think it would be better to get a better count if we do count the national parks. Okay. Um, so, although, you know, I, I think actually probably a, a very minimal number, you know, there's a yeah. few national parks and a few, it's only going to be a few things that are main specific, but are like federal um, insignias. So I think I'm probably leaning um, to the sub 100 number. Um, there's only so many things that, that the state house can possibly have. There are going to be a number of townships. Um, and I guess the bet here is if each of those townships has its own seal. Yeah. Actually, now that I'm thinking about that, I'm going to, I think I'd rather make the bet that each township does have its own seal. I bet that Bangor has its own seal. I bet that, um, you know, Portland does. Um, Augusta, a lot of like the cities and like even smaller towns, I think have their own seal. So I'm going to go, I'm going to take the over from your answer. Oh, And I'm going to go up to 200. Oh, okay. I'm actually going to double what I was saying before. I'm going to say 200 seals, emblems, government iconography in the state of Maine. Interesting. And I'm locking in my answer. Okay. Looking forward to seeing what what, what we find. Um, Okay. 200 plus. And that was kind of a lightning round of questions. We have time for one more. Okay. Um, you know, we normally do lightning round second. But did you have something? If you yeah. don't, I was thinking of... Um, okay, go ahead. I have something. So... Okay. Um, I've, I've been driving around New York City. I'm one of the New Yorkers who, who does do that from time to time. And I've been just noticing a lot more bikes. And it's scary for me because I don't want to hit them. Um, people just riding their bikes and because there's not a lot of bike lanes in New York City sometimes, they get very close to you. And it's scary. But I do I do like the fact that there are more bikes. And I kind of want to know, since um, quarantine started, how many people have gotten bikes? Because I know from a friend, I know they tried to buy a bike for, for their little brother and all the bikes were sold out. So I just wonder how bike ownership has increased during quarantine. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so like, um, would you say around the beginning of 2020 or like post February? I would say, I would say post, um, I would say post, um, I would say post, um, shutdown when people were avoiding subways and buses. Cause I, I do think the bike ridership may have increased due to that. And of course we've been seeing bike protests happening. Right. Yes. And up there was the rise and fall of Revel, the scooter company. Yes. Wait, are they are they like off the streets? They're now? off the streets. None of them are around anymore. Wow. Because there were a no lot of people street. go to town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is, you know, you a lot of breaking news happening on uh, a lot of slow breaking news happening mm-hmm. on estimates. On, um, a hobby of mine was counting the Revel scooters, but now I can't. Zero. It's what number zero. did you get to? I I got up to a good fifteen just parked. I think ah, we love those kind of numbers. Yeah. Um, so, so right. So, how many new bikes uh, have entered New York's? Or how do we want to phrase this? How many new bike owners? How many new bikes have been bought? Well, what are you looking for? Maybe okay. Maybe we should just do with bike ridership because I also know of several people who decide to um, to get city bike um, memberships. And okay. I know City Bike was doing a thing where they were offering, um, 
I believe they were offering delivery workers a free membership to City Bike so they can make deliveries. I don't know yeah, if that's um, true. But I think my that. my girlfriend, Sophie, is a nurse. I love you, Sophie. And um she got one of those similar deals where it's like all healthcare professionals get um, you know, a super deal on city bikes. So I think they're really trying to, you know, let's let's get people riding. Let's get let's get some money yeah. flowing into a- the city. Avoid public quickly, transportation please. and that yeah. stuff. So maybe maybe um, I want to say how many how has bike ridership increased in New York City since quarantine started? So let's say since March 15th. Okay. Um, well, I can say one because I was not a, a bike rider um, before quarantine and now I am. So there's, <laughs> we start with that. Yes. That's me. Um, so I guess, you know, I, I hate to keep narrowing down, but um, what do we consider like a new rider, someone that um, rode less than a dozen times the previous year, less than once a month, wasn't really a regular rider? I, I would say if you, if you start, went from once a month or even if you go from once a month or and less to several times a week, I think that's, a, that's probably a regular bike rider at that point. Okay, so so how many new regular bike riders do we have? Um, and I think you brought up some good metrics, uh, measuring it by new city bike memberships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course, there, there's going to be some overlap, but um, between people who maybe have a city bike, but also you know were riding bikes before. Um, but we can certainly conclude that some of those people are, you know, really taking a plunge. Um, you know, how many people, um, like you said, were regular subway riders um but now are getting out their bike from the closet yep how many people are buying new bikes i would believe that uh a lot of bikes are you know really going off the racks right now um you know that i've heard uh anecdotally that bike shops you know they can't get they can't get the bikes quick enough or they're having to like there's a shortage of bikes like coins yeah exactly exactly oh yeah and yeah i wasn't you know, Department of Commerce, we were we were so rich in coins, we didn't realize how, how poor everyone else was in, in coinage. Um, but, okay, we can start with a, a range. It's between one and <laughs> yes. um, about eight, eight million people. Um, so we can narrow down between that. Um, do you have any information on how many um, new city bike memberships there were? I, I do not because I, of course, stay in my lane in film and television. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. No, I can't. Um, I, I, I'm yeah. forbidden. It's in my contract. Okay. Um, so it's a union job. So it's. I think it's at least a few thousand there. Maybe like a few dozen thousand. I. Um, I think I'm. I'm at the six hundred and fifty thousand range of new bike riders. Oh, okay. I was. Yeah, I was starting with city bike people. Maybe. Maybe. Oh well. I would find. A- yes, with city bike, maybe tens. Mm, yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, yeah, you know, and I think maybe up to 100,000, you know, not even that. Like, if we had 100,000 new bikes coming in and being bought, that would be a gargantuan. That would be like like shipments of containers full of bikes just yes. coming in. I don't think it's happening that quickly. So maybe combining the city bike and the new bike purchase membership, we're getting up to um, 100,000. Yeah. And then... Then you know, we're talking about people who already own bikes or had their bikes right. in the 
using their childhood bikes to go places. Yes. Or, I'm going to add this in, taking the opportunity to teach their children now. Mm, work from you know, home. I think there's probably, there's probably a, sp- a spike. Yeah, pe- people who love their children more now. Um, I, I think uh, that's definitely there. You know, but I think it's, it's probably overall, I don't think it's as high as 600,000. I'm going to say that top range, we have that 100,000 from new bikes and city bikes. And then we have um, maybe another 100 to 200,000 people dusting off their bikes. And I'm going to add in... I'm going to add in the 200,000 that includes people teaching their children how to bike and doing it somewhat regularly. So getting kids into the habit or teens into the habit of it. Um, So I'm going to go just over 300,000, somewhere around there. You know what? You've been doing this longer than I have. All I know is media. So that sounds pretty good. Well, I will warn you that um, we tend to be completely wrong Um, (laughs) here on estimates. uh, You know, we we have a the sense we have an infamous record of um undercounting. You may not be aware of this, but <laughs> we undercount almost religiously. Um so you know you can count on us to uh undercount the number of, of bike riders. Um now, but yeah, I think go ahead. So another wrinkle I was just thinking about. Do we How about people who are living on the periphery of New York City? We're talking about people on the Long Island, New York City border. Uh, who well, may... that's, that's your question. Oh, oh, are you saying people biking into the city? Yeah, who may be even biking in, like, oh. right into Queens. Or, I don't know, does anybody, <laughs> does anybody take their bikes on one of those New Jersey ferries into Manhattan and then bike to wherever they need to go? Well, okay. Um, one second. Yeah, I'm getting it out my uh, calculator right now, um, which happens to also look like a uh, computer charger. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm okay, so I don't this know is if ultimately that's a big number that'll make a big difference, but it's like yeah. something to consider. This, well, this is your question, Patrick. Do you consider residents of New York City or people biking in New York City? All I know is I'm afraid of hitting bikers with my car, and I wish they would stop riding so close to me. And that's estimates. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember to um, you know, not hit a bike rider. And if you're a bike rider like me, pay a little bit more attention to the streets. Because if you don't, you're gonna make someone very nervous. Now you can listen, subscribe, uh, you know, enjoy us on Spotify. I was gonna say Amazon, not Amazon, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Podcast Player of Your Choice, and now also on YouTube. That's right. You can watch estimates. Patrick, any thoughts before I let you go? Anything you want to plug? Uh, I plug stay in your lane and please um, ride your bikes in um, in a row, not uh, in a single file and not next to each other. Oh my God, that's so frustrating as a driver. All right, and enjoy the threequels. See you next time. This is Estimates. Estimates.